Hello, and welcome to the SpiceCast, the podcast where we talk about spices and spicy moments in our everyday lives. I'm your host, Ruben, and joining me this episode are two very special guests. Guest, guest number one, would you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Leanne. What's a, a fun fact about you, Leanne? Oh, fun fact. I'm a huge sci-fi geek, and I am a wonderful cat mom, if I do say so myself. That's a very fun fact. Thank you. Two, actually. Um, guest number two, who are you? My name is Aaron, and I am a sound designer for video games. That could be one fun fact. That's fun. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start this episode, and obviously everybody listening already knows what they're getting into, uh, but we're going to start it with a little bit of a riddle. Uh, and this riddle was authored by St. Anthelm, uh, who was the Bishop of Sherborne in the 7th century. Um, that is in England. So what do you think this riddle is referring to? I am black on the outside clad in a wrinkled cover, yet within I bear a burning marrow. I season delicacies, the banquets of kings, and the luxuries of the table, both the sauces and the tenderized meats of the kitchen. But you will find in me no quality of any worth, unless your bowels have been rattled by my gleaming marrow. What could that possibly be about? Gee, I wonder. <laughs> I have the slightest clue. <laughs> well, welcome everyone to episode five of the Spice Cast, Black Pepper. St. Uh, <laughs> Anthelm was talking about how important black pepper was in England in the seventh century. Uh, and it continues to be a really important spice throughout the world. Um, so let's get started with a question for the guests. Mm. Uh, what are your favorite uses for black pepper in cooking, for example? Um, I guess I would say it's usually just a topping. Like I almost always want to have like fresh cracked pepper on top of like whatever I'm eating. Oh yeah. I would say. I just about, we'd never have regular pepper in our kitchen it's always fresh cracked pepper yeah. and then we like dial it to whatever fineness we want for that moment but i love really chunky black pepper on just like a salad that's good because we're going to be tasting really chunky black pepper <laughs> later in the episode oh good <laughs> uh, of many varieties um do you have any recipes that specifically call for black pepper that are any of your favorites I know black pepper is in a lot yeah. of different things. Now, I know when, so I don't, It's I always feel bad giving out recipes I don't really eat anymore, but um, one that was really good is just like anytime you have a tenderloin, you basically coat that thing mm -hmm. in salt, chunky salt and chunky pepper, and then you like sear it on all sides to then do a slow roast. And that is just heaven. Like for me, that's like the epitome of like a thing with just a ton of pepper on it. Yeah. I love that with a steak too. How you can get sort of like this crust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really great. Exactly. Yeah. I think we're pretty basic though with our pepper. It's just usually it's either something that goes in like almost every recipe has some salt and pepper and garlic in it. And then, you know, whenever you're 
about to eat yeah, something. Yeah, the only other thing I can really think of is maybe like a white gravy. Now, mm -hmm. traditionally, for a white gravy, you would use white pepper. Right. But I don't care, and I'll just <laughs> put a bunch of black pepper in it. Yeah. Um, I think that's sort of the the overwhelming prevalence of pepper in the world. It just it's it's used in almost every savory dish throughout different cultures all over the world. Uh, and I guess we're going to get into a little bit of why it's so prevalent and why it's so popular. So first, uh, do you, either of you know what black pepper is? You know, I actually have no idea. It's a fruit or a berry, right? Yeah, it's the fruit of a flowering vine. The species name is Piper nigrum, uh, which is like pepper black, I think, in mm -hmm. Latin. Um, and the fruit is known as a peppercorn. And when it's unripe, it's green. And when it, when it ripens, it turns dark red. Mm -hmm. um, so there are a bunch of different kinds of peppercorns that are used uh, in cooking for, as a spice throughout the world. Uh, one of them, uh, the most common is black peppercorns, uh, which come from the unripe green fruit, which is then cooked briefly in hot water and then dried for several days until the seeds are black and wrinkly. Um, so that's interesting. So it, for, it starts out as green, but through the drying process, it becomes black. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I wonder if it, is it oxidized or anything? It must be, yeah. 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 Um, so green peppercorns are similar, except they're not cooked first. So they're, they're picked unripe mm -hmm. uh, and green, and then they're just like flash dried, uh, and that retains, uh, and they may be treated also with a chemical to retain their green color. Right. Um, and they're known for a slightly milder flavor than black peppercorns. Mm. Um, another type is white peppercorns, and all, all of these uh, come from the same species of mm -hmm. plant. Uh, white peppercorns uh, come from ripe fruit, uh, so red fruit, uh, and in the traditional method of preparation, they're soaked in water for a week to remove the skin and flesh, and then the inner seed, um, so it's actually a, a stone fruit like a peach, um, and the, the inner seed is dried, and that's a that's a white peppercorn. So it's really just a very small fruit. Yes, from like, that's like a peach. Yeah, a very <laughs> a very small droop. Hmm. Um. So white pepper is common in Chinese, Thai, and Portuguese cooking in particular, uh, as well as as you were talking about in light colored dishes like sauces and gravies and things like that, mm -hmm. uh, where black pepper might be conspicuous. Another place that it was traditionally used is in um, uh, mashed potatoes, where uh, black pepper would be more conspicuous. Mm -hmm. uh, one other type from the same species is the red peppercorn, which I wasn't able to get for this episode. Um, but usually they are ripe fruits that are preserved in liquid, so brine or vinegar. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they're, uh, they're served more like fruits than like dried spices. And they're um, fleshy. They're, yeah, and they're mixed into dishes. Mm. 
I bet that would be fascinating to taste. Yeah, I, w- I like, wish I could have gotten some. You So you eat the pit too? Yeah, the, the seed thing. is edible, yeah. Mm. Just like in a black pepper corn. I'm trying to find if this is true because I don't believe it. I remember once I worked, when I was working in like a nicer restaurant, they had, you know, they, those giant rectangular tubs of spices that they would have for their for their recipes. And mm-hmm. they had like a giant one for a pink peppercorn. And I was like, I've never seen this before in my life. This is amazing. Yeah. But the, oh, here we go. Does it have, doesn't have nutrition facts. So the, the thing that I thought was super strange, and maybe it was like a misprint on the, on the container, but it said that like a cup of it was like a thousand calories or something Whoa. ridiculous, but like regular pepper was like nothing hmm. or is like negligible. And I was like, there has to be a print error here because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, um, pink peppercorns actually come from a different species. Uh, and actually there are two, two species that it might come from. One is called the Peruvian pepper tree and the other is called the Brazilian pepper tree. Um, and so they're not actually this, the same uh, species as peppercorns, mm-hmm. um, but they're known for a subtler flavor than black peppercorns. And a fun fact about pink peppercorns is that since they're in the cashew family, they can cause allergic reactions for people with tree nut allergies. So good to know. people who have tree nut allergies stay away from pink peppercorns. <laughs> You know, this is saying a teaspoon of pink peppercorns is seven calories. Which seems that sounds right. about normal. Sounds right. Yeah. So I think it was just a misprint. I just, I feel like aside from pink peppercorns being so distinct, when I saw that huge difference in the two, I was like, that can't be right. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see um, what the flavor is like when we when we taste them mm-hmm. um, later in the episode. Um Another species that I wanted to just touch on, uh, since we're going to taste it later, is Sichuan peppercorns. Uh, and that is a completely different species. It's not spicy like black pepper. Oh, okay. It's more uh, tongue-numbing. I was a little scared when you uh, said we were going to try it. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you don't have to try it if you don't want to. But uh, if you do, it's it's not like hot and spicy. Mm-hmm. It's more like numbing of your tongue. So. Um, Weird. That that'll be that's a very interesting sensation <laughs> when you have it for the first time. And I'm assuming you've had it before. It's one of my favorite uh, favorite spices to put in food yeah. um, because I'm I'm a really big fan of the way water tastes after your tongue is numb. It's it sort of has like a sweet uh, quality. Mm-hmm. That's something that I'm a really big fan of. So, uh, speaking of really good tasting water, I know it's not about peppercorns. <laughs> But we went to some restaurant and they had some sort of fancy machine that like alkalized. Reverse, yeah. Reverse osmosis water, all that. But it was not just reverse osmosis. It was like alkaline water. Mm-hmm. It was like a very yeah. specific yeah. pH. And I've never had water that tastes so much like water in my life. Like it tasted like I was drinking nothing. Have you ever drank distilled water? Uh, not for a very long time. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. Same way. Same thing. Yeah, it's weird. It, it just like has no taste at all. Yeah, and but it's I mean, very we're so we're, we're so used to water tasting like something mm-hmm. like spring water, right? Chlorine like, or yeah. what, whatever happens to be in your water supply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though the bartender at this place, she said that when she started working there, her skin got a lot better after drinking that water all the time. Huh. I don't know if you have to do like you know the the experimental 
process, you know, the hypothesis and like actually test it out and chart it. But she said that her skin got better <laughs> drinking alkaline water. So who knew? Sure. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't recommend though drinking distilled water. I don't remember why, but that causes some medical problems for some people. No fluoride, no minerals. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I wonder if it would like, of minerals. like sort of maybe it's like you start to run out of electrolytes or something like that maybe. I'm not sure. We could speculate, but if any of our listeners have the answer to this question, yes. uh, please contact us at <laughs> podcast at thespicecast.com. We'd love to know. We'd love to know more. <laughs> and we're sure you know more than us. All right, so let's get into the history of black pepper. And and if we say just pepper in this episode, we mean the black pepper Piper nigrum species um, because it's it's kind of tedious to say black pepper all the time. Um, so pepper is native to South and Southeast Asia, and it's been used in Indian cooking for at least 4,000 years. Um, so dating back to around 2000 BCE. Uh, the most important source of pepper in old times was the Kerala state in southern India. And from there, it was exported to North Africa, China, the Middle East, Europe, the rest of Asia. Um, and by around 1000 CE, uh, it was already common in all of those places. So it had a sort of meteoric rise. Um, the pharaoh Ramses II had black peppercorn stuffed in his nostrils during the mummification process after his death in uh, around 1200 BCE. Nobody really knows what that was for, um, but maybe it was uh, to prevent it from smelling so bad uh, for him in the afterlife. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, I wonder if it was some sort of like purification thing. Could have been. Yeah. But I don't know why it would have been specifically nostrils. Right? Yeah. I know in a lot of Zen stuff, it's like you like it, you breathe in the good and then you open your mouth to let out the bad. So I don't know why you would plug up your nose. I don't know if they were practicing Zen Probably in not. ancient Egypt. but <laughs> You never know. Maybe. They have had their own thing. Maybe. They, they might have been. Um, so as is common on the Spice Cast, we're going to talk about Europeans and how they got confused about spices. Uh, <laughs> so Romans imported both black pepper and long pepper, which has an awesome Latin name. It's called Piper Longum, which I think is just like, it's very fitting. Um, and it was, it was apparently a spicier, longer uh, peppercorn. Uh, it was not, it was not spherical. Um, so they called both black pepper and long pepper just piper. Uh, and so then there ended up being widespread misinformation in the Roman Empire about pepper, uh, just people getting confused about which was which and which they should be paying more for. Uh, long pepper was more expensive, uh, though both were fairly expensive. Uh, and of course, Romans had poor information about spices. 
I'm looking at a picture of long pepper, and it almost looks like it's made up of a bunch of tiny, like, round peppercorns. It looks like and a very, the, like the start of a pine cone. Yeah. Yeah. Called, I, I wish I could have gotten some. They're Sorry. called catkins. Long pepper catkins. Catkins? Yeah, like the... The, the the pepper the long peppercorn thing is called a catkin. Hmm. Cool. What is that strictly for? The long peppercorns. No. Oh no, it's a a flowering spike of trees such as willow and hazel. Oh cool. Okay. So in um, in ancient Rome, a Roman pound of black pepper, which is twelve ounces. Uh, cost more than one week's wages for a laborer, uh, according to Pliny the Elder, uh, who had a lot to say about spices. Um, he he uh, talked a lot about the prices of different spices and and how much they were importing into the Roman Empire. They said he said it cost more than one week's wages. So that sounds like kind of a lot mm-hmm. to me, um, considering how little pepper costs nowadays. Yeah. Uh, later in Europe, it was valuable enough that it was used as collateral or currency, uh, and it was sometimes called black gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the king of the Visigoths laid siege to Rome in the 5th century CE, uh, he demanded, in addition to silver and gold uh, as payment, he demanded 3,000 pounds of pepper. Wow. So that's... <laughs> It's kind of plot, but I guess the Visigoths were big on pepper as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some people believe that in the Middle Ages, pepper was used to conceal the taste of meat that was partially rotten, but historians don't generally uh, believe that um, because pepper was sort of a luxury item, mm-hmm. and the common person who might be eating rotting meat or partially rotting meat wouldn't have had access to pepper, mm-hmm. um, and instead salt was used as the primary preservative, which they actually have records of. Hmm. Makes sense. However, uh, there is sort of some truth to this because the, the, the one of the chemicals in pepper called piperine does have some antimicrobial properties. Um, however, you need greater concentrations than are found in a peppercorn in actu- to actually have it work. Um, so wouldn't work super well as a preservative. <laughs> Uh, by the 13th century, when Marco Polo visited China, um, the city of Hangzhou, which is near Shanghai, was consuming over 9,500 pounds of pepper per day. It's like five, five, five tons. tons. <laughs> yeah, five tons almost. Yeah. Uh, per day. That's quite a lot. So clearly it was very popular in China as well. Um, and nowadays, Vietnam is the largest producer of pepper in the world uh, at 39% of the world's supply, uh, followed by Indonesia, India, Brazil, and China, uh, each with between like 10 and 20% of the world's supply. Um, and peppercorns account for 20% of all spice imports in the world. Uh, they are the most widely traded spice. In the world, and the U.S. is the largest consumer of pepper at 18% of the world's consumption, which I thought was really interesting because the U.S. has far from the highest population, 
and pepper is common in India and China, which are uh, have much higher populations. So mm. they may have more exciting spices to cook with. Then. I think they just have more different spices to <laughs> cook with than we do here in the U.S. All right, so now we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor this episode is the Dearth Mall. Now open in Dearth, Pennsylvania, the Dearth Mall is a one-stop shop for all of your Sith Lord needs. Whether it's red lightsabers, prosthetic limbs, or dream-suppressing sleeping pills, the Dearth Mall has everything you'll need. Thank you to the Dearth Mall for being a proud sponsor of the SpiceCast. Have either of you been to the Dearth Mall? Never. Ever? Mm -mm. I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) What would you buy if you were to go there? I I think I would really want to get um, red and black face paint. That would be the mm. that would be the big thing that I would buy at the. I'll get little horn body mods. Uh-huh. I really just want those robes. Like I don't know, Darth Maul's like his robes are so flattering. Like he's got like that nice like waist cinching like belt thing, and, and then, then a nice billow. Yeah, really the billowy pants. Yeah. Oh, the and his hoods he's got a good hood like it's not something i've heard before he's got a good hood yeah but <laughs> i like hoods a lot of hoodies you know they, they have these small hoods you can't actually use but not the one sold at the dearth mall yeah it's just the best place to buy is. hoods and robes mm-hmm. yeah thank you to the dearth mall for being a proud sponsor of the spice cast All right, so with that, we're going to get into a tasting of peppercorns. Woo! We're going to start with uh, Spicy World pink peppercorns. Uh, we're, we're trying to move perhaps from mildest to most spicy on these peppercorns. So we're going to start with the uh, type of peppercorn that's supposed to be subtle, pink peppercorns. Uh, neither of you are allergic to tree nuts, right? Correct. Great. Sure. Let's crush this up a little bit. It's more crushed than ground, but you can take a little flake there. Wow, take a little I can whip. smell it from here. Yep. Yeah, take a smell. What does it smell like? Floral. Yeah, really floral. Right? That is so Almost like pine coney floral. Astringent, maybe? Or is astringent the wrong word? It really does smell like some sort of tree cleaning stuff berry but not like in a bad way like it's nowhere near as strong as like juniper or something mm-hmm. it's almost sweet lemony like it's really sweet hmm. i can see why um in that branded british baking show that i can't or is it great it, it is quite great mm-hmm. um that the silver-haired judge with blue eyes that is a man often discusses uh, pink pepper, or I've heard him talk about pink peppercorns, and the contestants on that show talk about pink peppercorns in their bakes. 
And I've always wondered, like, why they would put that in a sweet bake. But I only can see why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of citrusy. Like, it floral, is. citrusy, and a little sweet. I could imagine this going really, like, interestingly in some sort of citrus baked good. Mm. I might have to make a scone. Mm. Oh, of course. Well, if it was going to be brownies. <laughs> if you would like to go home today with some pink peppercorns, I think I might have enough <laughs> to share. You can ask Aaron. I've been on a scone kick, so it's like it doesn't mm. even matter. I'm just going to put everything in a scone. I do love scones. They're, they're great. I believe it's, they're pronounced scones. Mm. I believe they're pronounced scones. <laughs> We're in America. <laughs> what does scone rhyme with? Con. Come on, John. But scone has a lot more rhymes in American English, I think. Not saying that that's a reason to make it pronounced <laughs> one way or another, but... You do like wordplay. So. I do. I do. That makes sense. You would go there. Come on, give me a scone. Mm-hmm. Hop on the scone. Oh, flan. Flan, that's a Hop good Hop on the scone and be done. Bon bon scone. Bon bon scone. Anyway, I, I think a pink peppercorn scone mm-hmm. or scone... Uh, <laughs> Would be pretty awesome. That right. sounds great. Like, I love orange and cranberry ones. I think orange and cranberry ones with a little bit of pink peppercorn would be really cool. Yeah. I I couldn't find a lot of recipes for sweet baked goods with pepper, mm-hmm. but I could imagine a really nice like nutmeg pepper sort of oh, cookie yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's just because last episode was nutmeg, but that's sort of on my mind lately. Yeah. All right. So uh, the next peppercorn that we're going to be tasting is McCormick Gourmet Global Selects White Pepper from Malaysia. Let's just uh, get this one open. This is some good audio. Oh, yes. For me, whenever I hear that plastic rustle, even if it's a person ripping into something, like... If I don't see it being ripped, I immediately think a cat is eating plastic and I have to just run and find the source. <laughs> this comes with a built-in grinder. Awesome. Nice. Which is a, a fun innovation. I love those. I also like that you can get salt like that now too. Yeah. What does that smell like? Like a not punch me in the face pepper. I love the smell of white pepper. You know, it's like subtler. There's something about it that almost reminds me of like the wood chips you would use in barbecue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's nostalgic for me because my dad used to use white peppercorns in cooking a lot, but nobody else in my life really mm-hmm. did. Um, so that was kind of a special thing. Yeah. The mm-hmm. only time I ever used white peppercorns for cooking, it was always very fine because that's all we could really get cause was what like the McCormick section had. And it was like the small itty bitty container of the right. super fine ground white pepper. It's kind of nutty yeah, in smell. It's definitely got more kick than the pink peppercorn, that's for sure. Yeah, it's extremely... Spicy, comparatively. I like it. I really like it. 
It makes me think of like oh, mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah, it does. I think it, I mean, it. one of the traditional uses was mashed potatoes. So I feel like it would go great. Which is crazy because I've never used it in mashed potatoes. I've always used just regular basic peppercorn. Kind of lingers on my tongue too for a while. The spicy, woody feeling. And yeah, that like tingle reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's got. If, does pepper have capsicum in it? No, actually, um, it has piperine uh, or piperine, which is the that's the chemical that makes it spicy, and it is about one one thousandth of the spiciness by volume of capsaicin. Mm. So okay. it's significantly less spicy, but. Uh, it has quite a bit of it. Oh, yeah, no. I, uh, I'm i getting, like, that subtle numbing effect in back of my throat, but I also ate a good bit of it. Mm. It's tasty. Mm-hmm. I like that white pepper. So next one we're going to taste is uh, green peppercorns. Uh, and this is this was sold by a local Italian store uh, called A. Letteri, which is local to Washington, D.C. Um and I would urge everybody to support their local spice stores. Uh, not that this is a spice store, it sells everything from uh, sandwiches to wine to imported Italian products, um, but they do also sell spices uh, and I would, yeah, support local. Absolutely. We do like to go to some of the smaller markets to get like spices, mm-hmm. big bags of like turmeric. So cheap. So cheap. Yeah. 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 This wasn't super cheap, but I wasn't able to find green peppercorns anywhere else. So yeah. this is really exciting though. This is like this and well, I actually don't think I've ever had green peppercorns. I don't think I have either. Let's just grind these up. This seems like it has a mild smell. You know, like that, so that barbecue kind of woodsy scent I was getting from the white. I'm definitely not getting that from this. And I'm not getting an astringent. I'm getting like a, a, again, like a citrusy, like lime. Yeah, it's slightly floral. Mm -hmm. My tongue is getting tinglier faster. It's just so interesting. I don't even know. It kind of disappears a little bit. Yeah, like I'm getting the tingle, but I don't feel like I'm getting quite as much flavor. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I do think it's interesting. It's definitely spicy on the tip of the tongue. And it's like it's hitting different taste buds. Which is really weird. I don't really have anything that, it, like, I know it, t- it does taste, like, different to me, but it, there's no, there's nothing I really pick out specifically, like... Yeah, it doesn't stand out as floral or citrus or um, anything like that. It's not a flavor I would be like, oh my gosh, I have to put this in this dish. Well, I, wonder, I wouldn't make a scone with it. I wonder <laughs> how much like, oh man. <laughs> that is the true test. Would you make a scone with it? <laughs> oh my God. Um, no, but I just wonder how much the flavor profile changes when you cook with it. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's true. Yeah, it does change, definitely. Have you tried food, with a lot of food with green peppercorn? I don't know that I've ever had green peppercorn before. Okay. Other than in like a mixed pepper mm-hmm. sort of situation, which I, I never really know the quality of those things. Anyway. I would 
almost say that the green peppercorn is lighter in flavor than the white peppercorn we just had. Yeah, I would agree. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely think I got more of the piperine, like tingling on my tongue, not quite as much flavor. So, yeah, I, I think I'd rate that as a less intense spice. Because the piperines, it, you know, it's, it's tingly and stuff, but it's not like eye-watering or anything. Right. All right, the next pepper we don't even have to grind ourselves. Ooh. It is coarse black pepper. Safeway brand, signature select, coarse ground black pepper. Mm. It is pre-ground. It has been sitting in my cabinet for a while. And I just sort of wanted to taste this as a comparison for how much flavor you're going to be able to get out of pepper when it's ground versus when you buy it whole and grind it yourself. Yeah, because I'm sure, like, I mean, you said that was store brand, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so, like, store brand spices and stuff, a lot of them, they don't quite move that fast, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. So, and especially because they're all pre-ground, they already are starting to lose their flavor faster. So, I anticipate a big difference. Which is probably why when I was a kid and I had the ground pepper like this, I had to dump it mm-hmm. on my food. Yeah. I want to say it almost tastes, or not tastes, I want to say it almost smells dusty. Yeah, I get that. Not super spicy or floral or anything like that, I just, would not just des- kind of dusty. Yeah. I wouldn't describe the smell as fresh. <laughs> yeah. It's not flavor forward on the on the smell. It is not, you know, you get excited sometimes when you smell ingredients. It's not. I like chewing it. Literally, it's almost like eating dust. Yeah, it doesn't have. It does, it, compared to the other ones, it doesn't really have much flavor. I think you like with that one. You really do, would to get the most flavor out of it. You have to cook with it or yeah. dump it on your food. Yeah, I I will say it. It tastes a little bit smoky in a way that I wasn't expecting. Like if I breathe out after eating it, it like I don't know. It's kind of warm. That. Yeah, it's a, warm. That's it. In a way that the others weren't. Mm-hmm. It definitely has more of like, it's not that tongue tingling. It's like this warmth that you get Mm -hmm. from the back of your throat. (laughs) Do you think I should try grinding this and seeing if we can get any more flavor out of it that way? Do it. Mm. Let's see. So I noticed it didn't come in a particularly fine powder. It was pretty coarse. So um, I've just ground it, and now it is a very fine powder. Yeah, it's kind of like sandy. Yeah, I'm still not really getting any flavor. I, that didn't help much. Must be too oxidized already. Well, let's see. When, well, that, I don't is know, there a grinding it definitely got more of the tingling, like, right in the back of my throat. Mm. So maybe the grinding releases oil, mm. maybe? Man, I will say, though, just that, like, since you ground that up and everything, the minute... Again, recipes that I don't eat anymore, but I used to make a lot of beef jerky. 
I would use that on some beef jerky. Mm-hmm. The ground meat kind where you massage the seasonings and everything all throughout the meat and then you form it and then dry it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be solid for that. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. I could imagine a different one being even better, though. Yes. Maybe white pepper. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So the next pepper that we're going to try is uh, Frontier Co-op Black Peppercorns. These are telecherry peppercorns, uh, TGEB grade, which stands for telecherry garbled extra bold. Uh, and that just simply refers to the size of the peppercorns when they're picked. Oh. So t- a lot of people think telecherry is a different variety or a different species or grown in a different way. It isn't. It's just the size of the peppercorn when it's picked. Interesting. We have so, a whole name for it. And it has to be larger uh, in order to be grated telecherry. And uh, generally they have like a subtler, more floral flavor. And mm. telecherry because it's a stone fruit. <laughs> I don't know where the name came from, actually. Okay. So can, cannot confirm. <laughs> the paper advertises responsible sourcing. Well, that's good. It's, it's grind in time. Oh, time to grind. Tweet at Aaron. Hashtag time to grind. (laughs) This one also has a kind of piney smell. Interesting. Yeah, piney is a good word. Pine soul. So what does it taste like? Kicks me in the back of the throat a little bit. Which means it's, you know, got a little bit more punch than the last one. That's I can definitely tell sure. what side of my tongue it was on. Because I kind of had, kinda had it to the right side. <laughs> yeah. It's now certainly zingy. Turn into a fire-breathing dragon. I don't expect to get that from black pepper, but... yeah. Like, it's not that spicy type thing. It's like that warmth. You just get that warmth and you just, like, want to sit here and be a fire-breathing <laughs> dragon. <laughs> yeah. It's good, though. It doesn't taste super piney. No, it does not. Yeah, it's it not just... as... I don't feel like it's as complex of a flavor as either the white or the pink. More robust. It is more robust. It's more yeah. warm. Um, full bodied. No. <laughs> it's a full bodied peppercorn. <laughs> Go ahead. When I was I was just asking, you know, the mighty internet about peppercorns and if they were related to juniper berries, because you were asking. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else had a question about if they're related to capers. And I could see why somebody would think that, because they do look very similar, especially the green peppercorns. But they're not. They're a different plant altogether. All right. So the the next black peppercorn we're going to taste is uh, the Reluctant Trading Experiment Whole Organic Telecherry Peppercorns. I just wanted to sort of see if between two telecherry peppercorns we could taste a difference. Um this one is was given to me um, by my good friend Andrew, who was on episode three, Cinnamon. Uh, and so I uh, thank you to Andrew for uh, giving me some 
nice peppercorns, and I hope we're going to enjoy them a lot. Yep. This one is really big and looks like it might have been overripe when it was picked because it's not super Whoa. wrinkly. It's a little mm. bit red. The smell of this one compared to the last one, I think, is stronger. Oh, wow. It's extremely pungent. It feels deeper also. That definitely, it's like you're smelling a dried fruit. Mm. What does it taste like? It tastes like pepper. Compared to the last one, <laughs> does it taste any different? This one's more piney than the last one, I think. I think it's got a more, a stronger um, tongue reaction and a bit less of the kick in the back of the throat. Uh, definitely more pine and the smell is like such a difference. I think it also just has like a more complex flavor. There are more things going there on. There are. There's a little bit of pine, there's a little bit of citrus, there's a little bit of floral. Mm -hmm. It's still spicy. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say that's the spiciest one we've had so far. Like, it was almost instant. Yeah. Definitely. It's interesting because telecherry is supposed to be like a subtler flavor, mm -hmm. but this one, I think it's pretty strong and robust. Mm. Now, were those two peppercorns, were they considered like exactly the same grade or what were the actual differences between them? Because you said they were both telecherry. I think perhaps one difference is sourcing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure where the Frontier Co-op is sourced from, but the, uh, the um, reluctant trading experiment ones, uh, the reluctant trading ones, I believe are sourced directly from India okay. um, and they have a good relationship with the farmers mm -hmm. who uh, grow the peppercorns. They have a stronger flavor of love than. Yeah. <laughs> and again, thank you to Andrew for providing these kind Delightful. of, kind of exceptional peppercorns among all the ones we've tried. I think they're pretty cool. To I taste. think it would go, go a long way too. Like you might not need nearly as much of that one in a dish versus like your standard course black pepper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's another good thing to consider when you're thinking about price. How much would you need to use like the the, the McCormick or signature coarse ground pepper? You're going to have to pour in like a tablespoon to even taste anything. But yeah. if you use like a more, uh, more expensive telecherry variety, you might get some different results. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next uh, and final black peppercorn we're going to taste is um, A. Literary Lampong peppercorns. Uh, Lampong, uh, most of the peppercorns that we've been tasting have been Malabar peppercorns, which are were originally grown in the Malabar region of India. But uh, these are Lampong peppercorns. Um, Lampong is a slightly different I don't think it's a different species, but it's a different strain, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it says, 
Lampong pepper is hard to find, but worth searching for. It has a stronger flavor than the Malabar pepper and is slightly smaller. Oh. So let's see. Let's see if we agree with that. Yeah. I mean, we've just been tasting extremely strong Malabar pepper, so we'll see what happens. I'm just going to crush these quickly. Yeah. The aroma immediately is really dark for me. That is, that's hard to describe. It's different. It is definitely different. Um, I wouldn't say it smells stronger than the no, other one at all. No, just different. I get like a sweet smell. And not as much like citrus as I thought we would. I don't know. I don't think I'm getting like piney from the smell. What about from the taste? Definitely not from the taste. That is a lot more sting. Not in like a bad way. But it does have more kick to it. Yeah, it's um, a little a little bit spicy. More than a little bit spicy. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm not really getting any flavors. There's some woody thing, mm -hmm. but yeah. I mean, I didn't get like an intense, it might build slower. They did say it was a slow burn or slow build. Yeah, I think it's interesting how the black peppercorns are the ones we go for you know almost all the time mm -hmm. and it definitely seems to be a bit more of that spicy on the tongue feel so it's more like that warmth that feel whereas the other ones i thought had a lot more complex actual flavors mm -hmm. this is sort of like picking up a ghost pepper and eating it mm -hmm. Rather than like using the flavor of a jalapeno or a serrano or something to complement your dish. Yeah, well, or I don't know if I'd go as far as it goes. Maybe like a just, maybe like a habanero. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that one's ghost pepper. It definitely so seems hot, like, you can't taste it. It's right. definitely a slower burn, and it like lingers a bit. Yeah, longer. it does linger. Yeah. So if you're looking for a lingering pepper, yeah, try lampong. Yeah. All right, we have one more peppercorn to try, and it is Hayen Sichuan peppercorn. It is not a black peppercorn. It is a completely different species, completely different variety. Let's see what we think. So these are interesting. They're, um, a lot of them are connected in twos or threes together. Hmm. The smell is totally different. Yeah. The smell is almost fruity, but not citrusy. Dang, that's weird. <laughs> I'm gonna have to smell that again. It's like 
nothing like the other peppers. It's not astringent. It's not piney. It's it's a totally different beast. I don't even know. It's almost like what soapy. Should... Oh yeah, I can see that. So I I don't know Chinese, but in and and I don't know tones at all. So I apologize for the mispronunciation, but. In Chinese, um, the type of spiciness that uh, you get from Sichuan peppercorns is referred to as ma la, which means like spicy and tingly. So it's sort of like tingly on your tongue. Uh, yeah, Are you it's like starting to build. It's almost like, whoa. <laughs> That's interesting. It's almost like a, a super, like, it's almost like a lemony citrus that's like starting to grow. Mm-hmm. But it's not like sweet, lemony, or citrus. I would recommend taking some of the bigger pieces and chewing them. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Like I'm getting like a, it's like a very strong like citrus flavor that's just like growing. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't even quite call it tingly. Mm. If you put oh, a, I'm getting a tingle. If yep. you put a lot on one part of your tongue, you can get a little bit of a tingle, and then you if you like breathe in through your mouth. You can feel it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I'm get my tongue. The tip of my tongue is gone now because <laughs> mm-hmm. I just like put padded like a whole bunch on the tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tip of my tongue is gone. <laughs> All right, try drinking water now. Can I have your water? Still chewing. Oh, that's so weird. It's like a tingly lemon. It is a lot more lemony than I was expecting. It's super lemony. That is so strange. Are you getting the sweet water effect? It's almost like I can... This is just weird. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, it's like it's like I can almost only taste the water on the, with the sides of my tongue, which is really strange. <laughs> I don't really get a different taste in the water. I still taste the peppercorn. Mm. But, like, drinking the water... It's almost like it spread the oils or something from the peppercorns, like encasing my tongue in it. Mm-hmm. And that's really strange. Mm-hmm. And now it's gotten to the roof of my mouth. Yeah, because like for me, I was, I don't even know what I was expecting. I guess I was like expecting like it to be like a red pepper mm-hmm. more spicy thing. It's not. And it's not. It's not. It's almost this like is, a flower. It's like a completely. <laughs> I feel like I can taste my teeth more. <laughs> Look your teeth. <laughs> I feel like it's like sapping the moisture out of my mouth. I love when I breathe in and it's cold though. It's sort of like mint a little bit. All right, so we're gonna move from tasting uh, peppercorns into tasting pepper-flavored snacks. Uh, and the first one we're gonna go with is uh, Jan's or John's black pepper taro chips, also known as cocoa yam chips. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, my guests are not able to eat this snack because it contains Meat powder, (laughs) specifically chicken powder, uh, which I don't know what that is exactly, but I'm going to eat it. (laughs) Tell us how it is. I'll I'll tell you how it is. 
For those of you not familiar with taro, it's a tuber uh, similar to a potato, um, but starchier. They're not too crushed. How's the smell? I just wanted to note that um, I got these on Amazon and they arrived. Just the bag was completely smashed. Mm. Um, but there are some half chips remaining on the inside. <laughs> the, it smells a little bit like like soy sauce. Um, there's definitely a, oh, you know what it smells like? It smells like uh, the Ithaca Tofu Company produces this product called Tofu Khan, which is marinated dried tofu strips. Um, and it smells exactly like that. Would you like to smell it? Yeah. It's definitely a, a kind of a meaty smell. Yeah, well. Well, that could be the chicken powder. Could be the chicken powder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it kind of smells like me. Uh, that it smells to me like ramen. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I get that. Mm -hmm. Let's see what this tastes like. It's a little bit staler than your average potato <laughs> chip. <laughs> Amazon, how long did you have these? It's very savory. It's salty. I don't get much black pepper at all. It could be that my tongue is still numb, but I really don't get much black pepper from these. Where's black pepper listed? Is it like third, fourth, fifth ingredient? Second to last. See? That means it's the second to least ingredient. Yeah, but you don't need that much black pepper. It's before salt. It depends which pepper they're using, mm. as we just learned. Yeah. Taro, palm oil, chicken seasoning, powder, sugar, black pepper seasoning, salt. It also says black pepper seasoning rather than black pepper, so I don't know what that exactly means. True. It's like natural flavoring. Natural chicken powder. <laughs> well, you know, like it when, tastes good though. When places like to put natural mm -hmm. flavoring on there, and it's like, what exactly is free that? range chicken powder? <laughs> it tastes good though. I like. I I enjoy eating it. Come on, it's a chip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it tastes bad, they really did a bad job. True, true. Uh, I wouldn't say I would particularly recommend buying it from Amazon though. Fair. Now something we can all eat. We're gonna have kettle brand salt and fresh ground pepper potato chips. I'm excited. Do you have any association with these or anything like them? Yes, I do. When I was a kid, uh, I didn't even know there were other types of pepper until I tried like, my mom and I just found this random Lay's bag that had salt and black pepper as the flavoring. And I was like, mom, what's this? There's actually a new flavor of Lay's out. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so we got it and I read through the ingredients because I'm like, this is so good. This can't just be black pepper. And so I, I read through and I'm like, white pepper? What's that? So then that, that was the whole reason we started buying a little bit of white pepper then to cook with. Mm. And these are crinkle cut. 
Who? The best guy. I bought these in particular because I remember them having a fairly strong black pepper taste compared to most chips that say they have pepper in them. I must still be numb from the session. I was a little I don't get sad that it didn't have a variety of pepper on it, mm. but I am getting the black pepper. And I can see it on the chip. Yeah, it's certainly fairly strong in flavor. Could you see it on the other chip? Which other chip? Oh, the taro chips? You can see tiny flecks, okay. but this certainly has bigger looking pieces and they're more well distributed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a potato chip, it's delicious. And it's one of my favorite brands. I love the Kettle brand. This is not my, I mean, this is one of my favorite flavors, but my particular favorite is their jalapeno. Hmm. My number one favorite is salt and vinegar. If I could blend the two, man, that'd be great. Black pepper and jalapeno? That'd be good. Not too much to say about these other than that they're salty, crunchy, and a little bit peppery. Yeah. So the last thing we're going to taste for you today uh, is Mary's Gone Crackers Black Pepper Crackers. Organic, gluten-free, non-GMO, vegan. Mm. USDA organic. It's hitting all of the topical So smelling these, I don't get a lot of black pepper. On the front of the package, there is a picture of a cracker split open with whole peppercorns that look like they're spilling out. And that made me think it was going to be really peppery, but... It might be. You might bite into it and it's just they smell whole peppercorns come pouring out. So there's flaxseed in there. Mm -hmm. Black seed, sesame seed. They're a seedy cracker, and that's like my favorite kind. Big into the seeds. Oh my god, I love crackers that I can taste the sesame seeds, black seeds. Good. Mm. So, ingredients say brown rice, whole grain quinoa, brown flax seeds, brown sesame seeds, and then some flavoring. Yeah, they definitely need like something to go on top of them. On the back of the box, they recommend cucumber, avocado, uh, flaky sea salt, and freshly ground black pepper. I'm a little bit disappointed. Oh yeah, now after eating those and going back to the chip, now you can really taste oh. the pepper in the chip. Mm. Those are pretty bland crackers. I got a good crunch though. Mm -hmm. And I can taste the sesame seed in mm -hmm. them. And this is the part of the episode where we crunch and mmm. Mm. <laughs> That's all. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> Going back to the taro chip, I still really can't taste the pepper. It's a little bit disappointing. Mostly just savory. I'm a little bit disappointed with these crackers, but they would be good with like a creamy cheese, maybe cream cheese. 
Yeah. If you eat I like the idea of avocado. Mm-hmm. And avocado I cream. like the idea that um, because they don't have a lot of salt in them, I can, because I love chunky salt. Mm-hmm. Put little things, chunky salt on it. Mm-hmm. Great. All right, so we're going to move from the tasting back into a little bit of conversation. We're going to talk about the medicinal uses for pepper. Spoiler alert, there are no modern medicinal uses for pepper that are accepted by the medical community. Um, Traditionally, peppercorns were believed to cure constipation, insomnia, oral abscesses, sunburn, and toothaches, among other maladies. I just don't understand how they would think that for a lot of those. Some doctors in the 5th century recommended treating eye problems by applying poultices made with pepper directly to the eyelid. (laughs) (laughs) Those poor people. That's hilarious. At least they weren't Sichuan pepper poultices, Mm. hopefully. That would go numb. That's true, but it would burn. It would also burn. We could test it out. Here, you want to? I'll hold them down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be the subject, you're welcome to test it out. Though I wouldn't recommend it no. because no current medical benefits of pepper are known at the moment. Mm. That might change, but you know, at the moment, nothing. However, it is known to induce sneezing. We can test that if we want to. All right, jumping quickly to pop culture. Are there any pop cultural facts that either of you wanted to lay on the podcast about Pepper? Otherwise, I'm just going to go into sort of a list. Push it. Push it good. (laughs) Push it real good. Salt and pepper. Oh, salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salt and pepper. Pepper. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about salt and pepper. Oh, no. No, That's (laughs) all I got. That is literally all I got. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to go into a quick list. Um, So, stage and screen, first off. Uh, In the musical Annie, there's an orphan girl named Pepper. Um. There's also a character in Marvel Comics and movies named Pepper Potts. Uh, her first name is actually Virginia, fun fact, Virginia yeah. Potts. Uh, and she's a sporting character. She's sometimes a love interest of Tony Stark. And in the recent movies, she's portrayed by Gwyneth Paltrow, as I'm sure many people know. Um, in music... Uh, Pepper is a rock reggae band from Hawaii that's been performing since 1997. I wasn't familiar with their music, but were either of you? Nope. Cool. It sounded like what I would expect from a rock reggae band. (laughs) Wasn't bad. Um, Additionally, the uh, Pepper is a song by the alternative rock band Butthole Surfers. (laughs) So that's that's something as well. 
Are either of you familiar with that song or that band? I don't. I'm familiar with the band, but not that particular song. Yeah, I don't know the song, but yeah, this, the band sounds familiar. Same. I, I listened to it and it sounds like a song by them. Uh, and by far the most famous musical Pepper is Sgt. Pepper, mm. the title character from the Beatles' groundbreaking concept album, of course. Do either of you have any connections to Sgt. Pepper or that album or the Beatles in general? Well, my parents are older. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, like my dad is in his 70s and my mom is getting there. Um, So for me, having parents that, you know, were teenagers during the 60s or whatever, I grew up with the Beatles and particularly that album. That was like my my lullaby for my entire, that was the album for my entire childhood, basically. And then, of course, the movie, which Mm -hmm. I loved as a kid. And I would always borrow it from the library. I don't know why I never bought it. Considering how many times I borrowed it from the library, you were a kid. But I was a kid, and I was, you know, you're a kid, and you're just like, well, it's library day. I'm gonna get the same video every single time I come here. <laughs> nah, I love that album. Mm-hmm. It is a really good album, and it's such a cool concept that they were trying to like get away from their own personas, so they embodied this other band led by Sgt. Pepper. It's- it's just like a really interesting idea as a as a performer. Have mm-hmm. you seen? Uh, have you opened up one of the original albums, like with the cutouts and everything? Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen pictures, but yeah. So I, my mom has hers that she got when she was a teenager, and she never cut the things out. She has it like in pristine wow. condition. So you know, when I was a kid, I can't tell you how tempted I was to cut this, cut the like mustaches out and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> I never did. I left it alone. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have a couple of uh, Pepper references just so we can say we're sporty. Um, so there are two two sports-related Peppers that I know of. Um, pepper is a baseball exercise to practice bat control, uh, where one player is holding the bat and the other players uh, throw soft pitches at them, and they have to like hit every pitch fair. And if you hit a pitch foul, or um, and it's just sort of a soft hit. Um, if you hit a pitch foul or you miss one, then the person who threw it gets to be the hit the next hitter. Oh, I think sort I of, did that. Sort of a game that gets played before baseball and softball games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good warm-up just to like loosen up. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, on the uh, listening out, out there, I played baseball for a really long time. So it's something that I did a lot softball. of. Yeah. Um, Pepper is also... A popular volleyball warm-up drill involving a bump, a set, and a spike in that order. So one player will bump, the next player will set, and the player who bumped will spike. And then the player who's receiving is going to bump, and then they're going to be the next spiker. So it gets sort of all of those skills warmed up pretty quickly for both players. That sounds good, Jason. It's, I'd have to probably just not, do it. Yeah, you know, it, if it's, I did it, it it's cool easier. when you do it. Bump yeah. to one person, they set, and the person who bumps spikes. And then everybody gets to practice everything. Moving out of the sports world, Pepper is also the name of a 
semi-humanoid robot manufactured by SoftBank Robotics. Um, Pepper has the ability to read emotions, according to the company. Uh, and so if I'm not mistaken, there is a Pepper robot who is stationed within one of the Smithsonian museums and is currently being trained to be a robot docent. So that, that'll be really cool when that happens. Oh, um, I want that. I want to be escorted by the robot. <laughs> I love robots. Have either of you ever heard the term peppercorn rent? No. Uh-uh. Apparently it's a legal term. It's a small payment that satisfies the terms of a contract but doesn't put financial strain on the buyer. Like, so the, uh, it would be like if I said, oh, I want to rent out your apartment and I'm going to pay you one peppercorn a month for your apartment. So it's like a so, sort of a legally binding contract because there is a payment being made, um, but it's not something that I'm not going to be able to come up with every month uh, in case we're like good friends and you don't want to charge me rent. I wonder if that was similar to, I once worked at a nonprofit and I'm not going to use any actual names mm-hmm. because this, that sounds weird. So I worked at a nonprofit that was housed at a university and they only had to pay the university like a dollar every month mm-hmm. for their rent but to be fair it, they were it's not like they were renting out any fancy space you know right um i've also heard of houses being sold for one dollar like real fixer-upper sorts of houses mm-hmm. um just because they know it's going to take so much money but they need to have some amount on the contract when they sell it because a gift is like there's some for for tax reasons. I think you have to it has to be a sale. I don't know. Yeah, I think we had to go through something like that with one of our cars mm-hmm. and, and, and a family member. So, yeah. so this may not be the source of the term peppercorn rent, but the St. George's Bermuda Masonic Lodge has paid one peppercorn in rent to uh, their the city of St. George's, I believe, uh, each year since 1816. And that peppercorn is presented sometime in April every year uh, on a velvet cushion on top of a silver platter. And they they still do it every single year. Um, And similar arrangements exist in England for a cricket field and an entire university, actually. Final thing. What are your feelings about Dr. Pepper? <laughs> I love Dr. Pepper. Pretty big fan of Dr. Pepper myself. Huge fan. I have to say, I haven't had much Dr. Pepper, but it seems like an interesting... I prefer Dr. Pepper over Mr. Soda. Pibb. Okay. Uh, I think, Aaron, you said you prefer Mr. Pibb sometimes. Yeah, but that was when I was younger and liked things that were super sweet. Yeah. So maybe mm-hmm. nowadays... Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, I used to love Pepsi when I was younger, but now I prefer Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's kind of the same thing. But even mm-hmm. now, like, I don't know. I would almost think that just jet sodas in general are pretty, pretty sweet. They are, yeah. So out of the 23 flavors of Dr. Pepper, one of them may be pepper, but we cannot confirm. Mm-hmm. The Spice Casts cannot confirm that one of the flavors is pepper. So it might be, but if you have more information, please, uh, about Dr. Pepper or anything else that we've talked about, please email us at podcast at thespicecast.com. 
reach out to us with your thoughts, feelings, questions, answers, anything like that. I just wanted to shout out one of my favorite podcasts, Aw, Would You Look at the Time, uh, which has a really awesome episode on the history and origin of hot Dr. Pepper, which I don't know if either of you have ever tried hot Dr. Pepper. Uh, Okay, so this is a real thing? Because Mm -hmm. remember, it was in Blast from the Past? I don't remember. Okay, in Blast from the Past, uh, Christopher Walken's character, so Blast from the Past is, you know, the movie with Brendan Fraser, Christopher Walken, I don't remember who the mom was acted by, um, and Elise, is he Alicia Silverstone? Yes. That's, is that how you say it? Yeah, I don't remember. Mm. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Clarissa. No. Mm-hmm. Not. No. Whatever. Wait. Who cares? Anyway. <laughs> Who cares? Just blast from the past. Look it up on Google. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie, all the neighbors are like so weirded out because Christopher Walken's character is all, all about serving the hot Dr. Pepper. You have to have the hot Dr. Pepper. And so growing up, I always thought that was just like a weird thing. So you're going to tell me this is a real thing. It is a real thing. It was a marketing campaign. And I would encourage everybody to search for, oh, would you look at the time um, on any podcast app? And... Uh, listen to the Hot Dr. Pepper episode, as well as the other episodes. The hosts are pretty awesome and do great research on things that are very important to everybody's lives, like Hot Dr. Pepper. That is so cool. Yay, it's a thing. So with that, I think we are going to wrap it up. Um, Thank you, Leanne. Thank you, Aaron, for being on this episode. It was awesome. Thanks for having us. Thanks for tasting all the peppercorns with me. (laughs) Um, and if anybody would like to get in touch with you, is there a way you'd like them to do that? I mean, yeah, I'm just at Larry's pub on Twitter. At a Bowers audio on Twitter. Okay. And I am Ruben, uh, saying goodbye for episode five, black pepper. Join us next time on the spice cast. Thank you. He appreciates that. I do. There are, there, are worse, there are worse things than a crummy microphone. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> get out. This is my show. <laughs> get out. Get out. <laughs>